0: This is your Safety Investigations News Brief for June 4th, 2021. I'm your host, Charles Current, And here are this week's headlines. The U.S. National Transportation Safety Board announced it was investigating five new crashes this week. It also issued a preliminary report for its investigation of the fatal May 18th, 2021 crash of an Air Tractor Inc. AT-502A in Clayton, Louisiana. And it issued three new safety recommendations with its final report on the fatal September 20th, 2019 rollover bus crash near Bryce Canyon City, Utah. The Australian Transport Safety Bureau, ATSB, announced it is investigating one new crash and two serious incidents this week. The National Bureau of Air Accidents Investigation of Ukraine, the NBAAI, released the preliminary report of its investigation into a Cessna C-510, which struck runway sidelights on March 3rd, 2021. And the Dutch Safety Board warns of hazards of returning aircraft to service after COVID-19 storage. And U.S. OSHA says Fort Myers Behavioral Healthcare Center agrees to revamp its workplace violence prevention program after OSHA investigation of five incidents. And they also say lack of hazardous energy controls and safeguards Unexpected steam release led to workers' deaths at Department of Veterans Affairs and West Haven Campus. <music> Links to all stories discussed can be found in the show notes, which will be located at safetyinvestigations.net if you choose to look them up. So this week, the U.S. NTSB announced it is investigating several new accidents. The May 28th crash of a Lank Air Evolution airplane in McDermott, Ohio. The crash of a Cessna 172S in Eden, Utah on May 29th. The May 29th crash also of a PZL-104 airplane in Houston, Texas. And the crash of a Cessna Citation 501 airplane in Smyrna, Tennessee on May 30th and the June 1st crash of a Beach A-23 airplane in Pinnacle, North Carolina. They also issued the preliminary report for their investigation on an Air Tractor Inc. AT-502A airplane in Clayton, Louisiana. They say on May 18th, 2021, about 1325 Central Daylight Time, an Air Tractor airplane, November 887 Lima Alpha, was substantially damaged when it was involved in a accident near Clayton, Louisiana. The pilot, Was fatally injured. The airplane was operated as a Title 14 Code of Federal Regulations Part 137 aerial application flight. The operator stated that the pilot had completed several flights already and was in the process of spraying product on a field when the accident happened. Witnesses stated that the airplane had just completed a spray pass and was in the process of turning around. During the turn, the airplane pitched up, rolled to the left into a steep bank so that the wings were almost upside down. One witness stated that it looked like the pilot didn't pull out of a barrel roll. They say the airplane fell out of the sky and impacted the ground inverted on a southeast heading. A post-accident examination revealed ground impact marks from the outline of the wings, which indicated the airplane impacted the ground in a flat and wings-level inverted attitude. The wing fuel tanks were found breached, and a significant amount of fuel was noted in the dirt under the airplane. The cockpit was crushed into the ground and partially buried. The propeller blades were twisted and bent and also partially buried on the ground. The flaps were found near full extension. A sat GPS was removed from the airplane and sent to the NTSB Vehicle Recorders Lab for examination and data download. And this week, they issued three safety recommendations with their final report on the investigation of a fatal September 20th, 2019 rollover bus crash near Bryce Canyon City, Utah. In its safety recommendations, the NTSB asked the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration to require lane departure prevention systems on all new commercial motor vehicles with a gross vehicle weight rating above 10,000 pounds. They also recommended that they require all new buses other than school buses with a gross vehicle weight rating above 10,000 pounds to meet a roof strength standard to provi- that provides maximum survival space for all seating positions. And they also suggest that they require all new buses other than school buses with a gross vehicle weight rating above 10,000 pounds to meet a window glazing standard that prevents occupant ejection. And I guess our children in school buses don't matter. Anyway, in the report, the NTSB also reiterated five previously issued safety recommendations, including two concerning stability control systems for commercial vehicles and classified five others as closed, unacceptable action superseded. The crash happened when a medium-sized bus was traveling east on Utah Street Route 10, operated by a 60-year-old driver and carrying 30 passengers during a trip from Los Angeles to Salt Lake City at a recorded speed of 64 miles per hour in a posted 65 mile per hour zone. The bus's right wheels departed the right edge of the roadway. The driver steered left and the bus went into the westbound lane. The driver then steered sharply to the right, causing the bus to become unstable. The bus then rolled 90 degrees onto its left side, sliding for about 85 feet until its roof struck the guardrail, rolled over the guardrail and came to a rest on its wheels straddling the damaged guardrail. The crash killed four passengers, 17 others suffered serious injuries, nine more suffered minor injuries, and a total of 13 of the 30 passengers were ejected from the bus. The driver was not injured. The NTSB determined the probable cause of the crash was the driver's failure for undetermined reasons to maintain the bus within its travel lane and his subsequent steering over-corrections, which caused the bus to become unstable and roll over. Factors that contributed to the severity of the crash include the bus roof's deformation and collapse, which created ejection portals and compressed passenger survival space. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's failure to develop and issue standards for bus roof strength and window glaze to enhance the protection of bus passengers. The lack of passenger lap shoulder belts on the bus contributed to the ejections and severity of injuries. NTSB investigators determined driver experience, licensing alcohol or drug use, fatigue, distraction and or medical issues were not factors in the crash, nor was the mechanical operation of the bus. Similarly, highway design markings, signage and friction characteristics of the highway were not considered as factors in the crash. Motor carrier operations. And state or federal oversight of the motor carrier American Shinsghaya, I'm not sure how that's pronounced were also ruled out as factors in the crash. Highway accident report is available online. Link in the show notes. The docket will also be linked in the show notes. The Australian Transport Safety Bureau or ATSB is investigating a collision with train accident involving a robinson r twenty two helicopter seventy kilometers west-northwest of Hay, New South Wales on 26 May 2021. During aerial agricultural operations, the helicopter collided with terrain. The helicopter sustained substantial damage and the pilot, the sole occupant, was fatally injured. They are also investigating a flight below minimum safe altitude involving a Beechcraft Baron 95-B55 on 13 May 2021. While conducting a visual approach at night under instrument flight rules to runway 21 right at Parafield Airport, the aircraft was maneuvered outside the circling area while below the minimum safe altitude. The pilot lost visual contact with the runway and, after regaining visual contact, maneuvered the aircraft to rejoin the circuit for runway 21 right. And also investigating a tail rotor blade strike involving Leonardo helicopters. AW 139 in the vicinity of Shelley Beach, about 19 kilometers northeast of Sydney Airport, New South Wales, on 30 May 2021. They say while conducting single pilot EMS flight, the aircraft was flown into a confined area and unimproved landing site with the aid of goggles. During the later stages of the approach, the aircraft drifted towards terrain. The crew aborted the approach and elected to conduct a precautionary landing about one kilometer away. Inspection of the aircraft's vertical fin and tail rotor blades revealed the aircraft had contacted tree foliage while maneuvering in the confined area. The next story is from the National Bureau of Air Accidents Investigation of Ukraine, also known as the NBAAI. They released their preliminary report of an investigation into a serious incident, which took place with a Cessna C-510 on March 3rd, 2021. The circumstances in their report say on 3-3-2021, the Cessna C-510 was performing a night flight in visual meteorological conditions from Uniform Kilo 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 to Uniform Kilo Oscar Oscar. At 18.02 UTC, the crew requested permission from the taxi controller to start taxiing. taxiing of the aircraft from the L-8 stand to the start point of taxiway TW-2 was performed along the apron following the Follow Me vehicle. Then the crew taxied along TW-2 ahead of the Cessna C-510, and AN-74 aircraft of the Aviation of the National Guard of Ukraine, was taxiing for takeoff at 1808. The crew of the C-510 got in touch with the airport traffic control tower and reported they had reached the holding position near runway 26. The controller issued a clearance to the crew to occupy runway 26 and instructed to await further commands. According to the video recording from a surveillance camera located opposite the junction of TW2 with runway 26, at 1810, the Cessna crossed runway 26, passed over sidelight number 45 and stopped along the left side lights of runway 26. At 1812, the the controller gave the Cessna permission to take off. According to the landing gear tracks of the aircraft, the aircraft passed through the side lights number 44, 43, 42, and then moved to the left of the line of lights and took off on a heading of 259. As a result of the collision and incursion, lights number 44 and 42 were destroyed. The aircraft was not damaged the Dutch Safety Board is currently investigating two serious incidents involving airliners that had not been used for some time due to the pandemic. Immediately after takeoff, both planes encountered problems with speed and altitude indications. These ongoing investigations already give the Dutch Safety Board a reason to issue warning regarding the risks with recommissioning of commercial aircraft, it says. So on October 3rd, 2020, a Boeing 737-800 returned to Amsterdam... Uh, I don't know how to pronounce these names. Uh, airport following an airspeed anomaly. On April 24th, 2021, a Boeing 737-700 diverted to Amsterdam, air, the same airport, when the flight crew noticed a discrepancy in the altitude and airspeed data after takeoff from Rotterdam Airport. When The aircraft are temporarily out of service. The systems that measure air pressure is covered. This prevents the pipes from becoming clogged by insects, for example. The cover must be removed again before using the aircraft. After a long period of storage, pipes that are part of the same system are normally loosened and cleaned. The pipes should then be reconnected. The air pressure system provides essential information for two important flight instruments, a speedometer, or airspeed indicator, and altimeter. In one of these incidents, a productive cover was not removed. In the other incident, some pipes were not correctly connected. In both cases, this led to pilots being presented with incorrect altitude and speed information. I apologize if this reads a little strange because this is translated from Dutch. In both incidents, the Dutch safety board is investigating. The weather conditions were such that the crew could use visual references outside the aircraft. As a result, they succeeded in controlling the speed and attitude of the aircraft with the warning the Dutch Safety Board wants to alert airlines to the safety risks that can arise when aircraft are put back into service after a period on the ground. The expectation is that this will happen frequently in the coming months due to the relaxation of the COVID-19 measures. The US Department of Labor, Occupational Safety and Health Administration has reached a settlement with Fort Myers Behavioral Health Care and Residential Treatment Facility to prevent future employee injuries after a series of violent incidents in the spring and fall of 2020. Solace Care Inc. has accepted an OSHA finding that it exposed behavior health technicians to attacks on five occasions in 2020 when workers were spit on, kicked in the ribs, and suffered sprains, cuts, fractures, and a concussion. OSHA issued the center a serious citation for failing to adequately protect workers from patient-on-staff violence and a other-than-serious citation for failing to report a worker hospitalizations within 24 hours. Solace Care agreed to pay $6,747 for these citations. As part of the settlement, the company will hire a qualified consultant to improve its workplace violence prevention program, develop a way to alert workers to violent patients and triggers that may lead to violence, revise its safety protocols, increase staffing, provide worker training, and improve communication about safety. And two workers at a Bridgeport Veterans Healthcare facility suffered fatal injuries caused by hot steam after a metal fixture on the main steam line blew off. The workers had just finished making repairs to the steam pipe, Within the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs Connecticut Healthcare System, West Haven campus, in November of 2020. U.S. Department of Labor OSHA inspection determined that the VA Connecticut failed to protect employees from struck by and burn hazards, and the agency identified numerous deficiencies in the facility's lockout tagout program. One of the workers was an employee of the VA Connecticut, and the other was an employee of Mulvaney Mechanical Inc., a Danbury-based contractor. OSHA also found the VA Connecticut program failed to properly shut down to avoid additional or increased hazards to employees, relieve or render safe all potentially hazardous residual energy such as condensate water, maintain adequate procedures for isolating each steam main branch supplying campus buildings. Conduct a periodic inspection of all lockout tagout procedures to correct any deviations or inadequacies. Provide adequate training to supervisor employees. Retrain employees when there was a change in their job assignments or a change in machines, equipment, or processes that presented a new hazard. Notify affected employees of the application and removal of lockout tagout devices. Inform Mulvaney Mechanical of VA Connecticut's lockout tagout procedures and ensure each authorized employee affix a personal lockout or tagout device to a group lockout device before working on the machine or equipment. OSHA issued nine notices of unsafe and unhealthy working conditions to the VA Connecticut for one willful, three repeat, and five serious violations under executive order. 12196, federal agencies must comply with the same safety and health standards as private sector employers covered under the OSHA Act. The federal agency equivalent to a private sector citation is a notice of unsafe and unhealthy working conditions. OSHA cannot propose monetary penalties against another federal agency for failure to comply with OSHA standards. If the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs were a private sector employer, The total penalty would amount to $621,218. OSHA cited Mulvaney Mechanical Inc. for four serious violations with $38,228 in proposed penalties for failing to develop and document and use lockout tag-up procedures for the control of potentially hazardous energy, adequately train employees on the methods necessary to isolate and control energy, inform VA Connecticut of Mulvaney Mechanical's lockout tagout procedures, and ensure that each authorized employee affects a personal lockout or tagout device to the group lockout device. And that's it for this week's news. Remember, you can find full show notes with links at safetyinvestigations.net. You can follow or subscribe to this podcast on most podcasting apps. And thank you for listening.